KBSM presents The Ken Pittman Show. Streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Call 508-996-0500. Now, Ken Pittman. Well, that's new. You know, it sounded like he hit a, a, one of those aluminum boards, that, uh, sound effect things. Um, Thunderstorm. Uh, what? Oh, God. I never get this right. A thunderstorm? Heck, you know. How do you spell that? I don't know. W O. Ay, 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 ay. Oh, my goodness. So, what a day. You know, I am a draft nerd. We're gonna what, NBA, uh, NFL. Uh, yeah. Uh, so not, the combines are going on right now. Combines are going on. I, I some guys are really impressing. Like um, what's his name? Brandon Fisk, six three two seventy, ran a four seven <laughs> quarterback. Pretty scary. Yeah, he's defensive end for no. uh, Florida State. So two seventy as a defensive. I guess that's. Uh, 265 is more. Then Max Melton is a cornerback for Rutgers. Had this ungodly broad jump. I think it was like 11-6 or something. Some, something unheard of. Like, and why do we care you know, about that? Outside of the Olympics. I, I How guess tall is he? He's not, he's not very big, but he plays big. Like his, it, It's hard to get it over but they, him. That's college. But he, can get, he has the ups. So even if you're 6'4", he's going to be right there with you. Do you really want to count on that? So that, that kind of says the 6'4 guy. Can't jump to. Well, you can lose to a, a shorter guy in basketball consistently. Oh, good ones. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. That's what I mean. You, you, I think when it comes to that, it's your positioning. I, I, I've never seen such a confusing spectrum of guesses as to what the Patriots are going to do when you read every day like I do, all these different experts saying they're going to do this, they're going to do this. I, I don't see how this team can be better by holding that three spot as opposed to moving down and grabbing next year's first. Um, Do you think that's another reason why Bill Belichick is gone? Because he really, may, maybe ownership wanted to hold on to that three, and Bill was thinking, nah, 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 we got to move down and get, we need a lot more players. Well, what I read this morning was that Belichick really liked um, Jaden Daniels from LSU. Quarterback? Yeah. The Heisman Trophy winner. Um, I, I like him. Uh, I really like his personality. He looks like he's a real good guy, all that. Everything you're looking for in a quarterback. He's a handsome, you know, team leader kind of guy. Have you ever known a Heisman Trophy winner to not present him or her, not her, himself well? Um, I bet I could go back and think of a few. I mean, even Johnny Manziel presented himself very well. He's, he's one I would think um, would stand out in my mind because we know about his issues. I don't remember. I... I I think we knew why he came out, but it didn't seem to. Well, he was an alcoholic. He was a known alcoholic was, before his Heisman. Yeah, but was who was the number one pick? Was it Manziel? I think so. I don't think he was number one. He was Cleveland's pick, but I don't know if. Well, it was and, and who else is notorious <laughs> for picking number one? <laughs> maybe I, I didn't remember him being one though. For some reason, I thought he's, I thought his stock dropped a little bit, but maybe his stock probably did drop. Jaden Daniels, I like, but I, I think he's only done it for one year at this level. He, one year, I mean, that's troubling. Well, isn't that the same thing with the guy who's in Arizona right now going on his fifth or sixth season? Arizona? Yeah. Uh, Oregon? No, Arizona. Arizona. 
Yeah, I don't know who you, I don't know who that is. The Heisman Trophy winner from a few years ago. A few years ago, he was out most of this past year because he had a, a bad leg, really? bad knee. You know who I'm talking about? I don't. I'm having. I'm drawing a blank. Oh man, why does this always happen? Um, isn't that interesting? Yeah, I don't. I don't know who that. I didn't know Arizona had the Heisman winner. Sure. Okay. No, I, I trust you. He I, was. In fact, he came from Oklahoma. Yeah. And the year before him, Oklahoma had the Heisman Trophy winner, who is down in Tampa right now, who was the number one pick of Cleveland when he came up. Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, the guy after Baker. Who's the guy? Only one. Baker? Only one year. For Ari- for Oklahoma. For Oklahoma. Then he, then he went to Arizona. Heisman Trophy winner, then off there. I know, can't I, think of his name right now. I just don't like this portal thing as much as the traditional. Yeah, but this commi- is pre. That's pre portal. So do you sign a, a kind of commitment letter? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's not really a commitment. You can get up and walk so away. So I, I think that's a <laughs> great point. I, I, that's probably in the commitment letter, how long you have to stay or when you can leave, all that other kind of stuff. No, no it might slow it down is um, a rule where if you raid from somebody's team they committed to and they didn't get this guy because they went with this guy, now you're, you're drawing him over there. Maybe give some scholarship money to that school if you take somebody. They got to do something. You, 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 you just love to try to compensate these schools for losing a player. Yeah, because I mean, what's the point of of committing? Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to grab this guy because because this guy said he's coming here. Now this guy that you grabbed uh, and signed is now walking on you. And so you got the money because that person isn't there anymore so the scholarship becomes open now you got nobody in that position that you really but wanted you, how do you know that's yeah. normally what's going to happen because the guy who you wanted it get up and left the guy so there but there's another class of people coming in the but the but in the off season you mm. know a school commits to a student the student commits to the school but the student gets to do whatever they want and of course the school can cut that player or start somebody over them there's, mm-hmm. always, there's always that but i just i don't know how you still call it a letter of commitment you know what's what's the point what do you want to call it a certificate of achievement um well, well you know uh partners <laughs> temporary <laughs> we're, we're partnering for the uh, time being I, I don't i don't really know it's like a weird collegiate free agency I, i'm not comfortable with it well i you know what and i think this is part of what's going on Football, uh, college football is taking on some of the parameters of pro football. Yes, pay and everything. So there are going to be some new rules and, and adjustment periods that the U's and me's are going to have to get used to. There are things that we've talked about that we don't like. Right. Playoff system, do we like the way it is? Uh, the overtime system, do we? You know, these are all things that have changed over the past the overtime 15, 20 years. The overtime rules work if you know the rules. Well, right? but, but even the rules change. Well, they, and, I, and and in the pros, we just we just we just saw it in the, in the Super Bowl. Right, the rules changed for a good reason because it didn't seem fair that all right, Tom Brady scored first over Patrick Mahomes and he didn't get to respond. So mm-hmm. they changed it. So now you you have to at least I I, and I, I, I get, get that. Right? But what I'm trying to say is the rules are always changing. True, and sometimes we like the rule change. Sometimes we don't. We, we have to get used to it. You hope that they're progressive, that they're for the better, but that doesn't always work out like you're saying. Um, and sometimes they switch it back. And this portal thing, I think, is going to gonna have to start harnessing just a bit. they got to tweak it. And how do we tweak? Ask Charlie Baker 
Well, maybe I could get him on the show to talk you about You know, it. I think that would be good. I don't think he'd want to come on at 7 or 8 in the morning. Well, he may not want to espouse particular views at this point because uh, he's new to the he's the new president of the NCAA. Oh, come on. Um, he's got some kind of idea. Yeah, but he may not be ready to share it yet. I don't well, know. Tough. Tell him to come on anyway. Uh, <laughs> I, you know... I mean, Charlie Baker is to the left of me politically, and but this is a different type of I, politics. Yeah, but I, I don't hold that against him. I mean, he's a smart yes, guy; do. he can make his no, own. I you, don't. I really don't. You've been holding no, it against him I since have, he was governor. I, no, I have conservative friends who really can't stand him because he was more to the left of where they were. Yeah. I don't hold. He got against voted him. Okay, in. If you're going to be a Republican in. in Massachusetts, you have to have. You, you got to read the room. You got to be purple. You got to know the room. Yeah. Right. I mean, we're looking at eighty-five percent. There's a firewall. For Republican influence in Boston, they have eighty-five percent of the legislation uh, legislature. So, um, you know, whatever the governor wants to do, if they say nope, they just they can just shut it all down. You know, what uh, governor? I mean, if there's I, a Republican, I, you governor. know what? I, well, they can do it with a Democratic governor. They they control what goes on in the city. Mariano, I think yeah. you're seeing a division between Mariano, the, the House Speaker, and the governor. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of which, Mara Haley, we want to talk about that. She's asking for $2 billion in aid, Only right? $2 billion. Now, this is coming out of the taxpayers. She's very generous with hosting people who broke the law to get in the country, and she's encouraging more to come here. I need well, you to do this. We may now have the threshold because now we're seeing elite Boston Democrats really lash out at this whole thing where they're moving into their neighborhoods, and here we go again, uh, the NIMBYs, mm. the NIMBYs, not in my backyard. Well, it's finally coming. Do this, Ken. Yeah. Do this. The, the scale? Yes. The scale? Okay. The balance? Fed, yeah. Federal tax dollars? Mm. State tax Still dollars. Still coming out of you. I, both are coming federal, from you. Federal, state. Yeah. Federal, state. So if you choose the state right away, you're going to pay more because there are few of us to go around few for, for the dollars. But I, I don't the, see why. Look, I don't. if I'm, say, President Trump next yes. year, I'm not giving extra money to, to states that are sanctuary states. Why, well, I, why didn't he already say he wasn't going to? Why should conservative states pay for the policies of mm-hmm. of inviting illegal immigrants to their state? Why why is that the problem of people in in Oklahoma or I, you know South Carolina? So or, my my <laughs> guess is that President Trump will start to go down that particular road, and then he's going to get a visit from House and and Senate Republicans, and they're going to say, hey. You're messing with one of our programs here. You're going to make us lose votes. I don't know. I, I think I think the tide has turned. So I've always said everybody agrees on immigration. It's the number that people differ with because we're seeing it in Boston. They said no, we should not. We shouldn't uh, have a secure border. Leave the borders open. What what is this? The USSR. Now there's so many in Boston. They're like, well, wait a second. Mm-hmm. We got to do something. You know, everybody's going to come to I, that I don't conclusion. argue that, but the. The folks that are going to make the decision about what happens with the money <clears throat> are in Washington, D.C. <clears throat> and if they think that a program is going to get cut that is going to lose them votes down the road, they're going to be, yeah, be the, in the high encounters. Look, look what happened when when Trump wanted to cut the Obamacare. He wanted to reform. He got whittled. He, he, got, whittled. he, well, to, he got intercepted. He, he was so distracted from... Uh, all these impeachments and everything. He never really got 
is the, he never got his hands on that. Well, and that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, and like the he, wall, he will get it. People say, "Oh, see, it was well, a joke." See, he I'm, I'm just trying to talk about the one particular yeah. issue right here that deals with health care. You're going to have it's going to be very tough. Yeah, when you start talking Medicare and Medicaid, no matter what Brian wants, I mean, they would they wouldn't exist. Well, look but what's they're happening. They're going to keep on going. Steward Health, right? Yeah, we're talking Obamacare. We're talking Romney Care. The place is falling apart. Right, hospitals are not treating. Where uh, somebody told me that one of our own here in the in the studio, Mr. McCarthy, was in the in the um, back in the hospital and waited more than two days to be seen in the emergency wow. room. Now, if that's Lately? true, because oh well, yeah, yeah, I just assume he's been around. Then. Yeah, no. So that is an absolute freaking outrage. And that's the norm. I took my son to the hospital in Brockton. Um, he had a cat scratch and a red, a red line was climbing up his arm. And he didn't understand the danger of it. I did. And so I brought him right in. I met him up there. Uh, Seven o'clock at night. Four o'clock in the morning, we were never seen. Left. And there was an elderly African-American woman who was there since one o'clock in the afternoon sitting across from us. The poor thing was suffering since one in the afternoon. It's now four in the morning the next day. So I stood up and I walked over. I said, we're leaving. I said... It, I can see you're operating on a skeleton crew, and I can see that there's not a lot of um, competence in the budgeting or whatever's going on. There's something really wrong here. But you guys owe it to the people in that room to communicate with them, help them find a place that can see them, instead of letting them sit there and lamenting and suffering without any idea of when they're going to be seen. I said, you owe them at least that much. I said, I'm leaving, though. You know, and that is, that's... The norm now. This isn't like so. If if they were to do as you stated, or more to the point, as you did, you basically took your money to another health center, or maybe you didn't get anything. Yeah, he was taken seen. Care of. He, he he went home to sleep because we were exhausted. He got up um, three or four hours later. Went up uh, Route 18 to um, Weymouth to the South Shore Hospital and was in and out in like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So there are hospitals who haven't felt it yet, but they're, it's coming. I, it, it's happening all over. Of course. Yeah, so um, woman friend's mom was in the hospital at the beginning of the year. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm guessing maybe it was tail end of, of last year. We got over to St. Luke's and the line was hanging out the door. Yep. And I'm thinking to myself, what are all these people doing? Here's the thing. If you go in in an ambulance, you've got a chance of being yep. seen sooner. Oh, you will be. Yeah. Than, than, than if you walk in through the door and say, I need some help. Yep. I mean, you could you could be worse than the person in the ambulance, but you're going to end up waiting longer if you walk in through the door. Insane. So. And, and some people going in there with the common cold. They don't have a <laughs> primary care physician. That's why they want to have these student-based True. health centers at the school because kids don't have a primary care physician. So glad it was fixed by President Obama, though. I was so glad. What, it's, Obamacare? It's, it's all set now. Romney Care. Oh, Romney Care. Romney Care and Obamacare. Yeah. I mean, um, Nobody cares. Thank goodness. It's all better now. <laughs> Hi, Carly. You're on the air. Good morning. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Um, I just want to send something out that, that you guys can relate to in terms of state financing. As you know, uh, when the city is short for money flow, they borrow in anticipation of revenue, right? Yep. And it's usually short-term borrowing. Um, I just got a notice uh, about a month and a half ago that the uh, the idea of going after people's houses, you know, when they die, 
uh, with state liens and stuff. And, and, and they work on that, and, and some people uh, get whacked, some people don't. But in that, they included a new uh, situation where uh, anybody can argue the point uh, that whatever mass health you receive, whatever pace you receive at the time of your demise, the state is going to have authority to go after that. Uh, funding, which, you know, sounds logical. And nursing homes do it now. Yeah, this is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing the anticipation of revenue and a borrowing that could be in the billions very shortly. And I I think we have to pay attention to that. I think uh, the the bureaucracy that would be created uh, with that new rule, administrative rule, uh, can be a a real detriment because this state's in trouble financially, as we all know, and they're going to have to look other places other than the federal government to come up with the money. And I think this new administrative rule is going to be there out. I think they're going to borrow in anticipation of that revenue as people die. Um, there's going to be a bureaucracy created about it. And um, Well, when it's pitched, a- right, when this is pitched, so people that own the house, um, you know, they're, they're going to be told, yes, but what do you care? You're going to be gone, right? So it's really that they're, they're heirs to the estate that are going to take the hit yeah, more than that, anybody. That's, that's on the house thing, on the uh, reimbursement upon death of PACE, uh, Medicare, Medicaid, Mass Health. They list them all, you know, so. Tom, I'm going to hold you over the commercial break, all right? I, I want sure. you to finish what you All right, we're back. Uh, I did want to hold Tom over because he was making, um, bringing to light a great concern that uh, if it ever comes to fruition, I think a lot of people would be up in arms about it. But go ahead, Tom. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a new administrative rule that allows the state to recoup any funds from uh, fuel assistance being paced <laughs> in our area, any mass health funds expended on your behalf for medical purposes. Uh, and, a, and a litany of other things that would directly affect people on the lower economic end of the scale. And there's rules surrounding that. However, I don't think they're, they're going to care about that. They're going to put together a borrowing in anticipation of that revenue. This is what I think is going to happen. And that could be like $150 billion. Okay. And we have to be consciously aware. I understand the house part. That's been in play for a long time. This is a new administrative rule. And um, I was notified because I'm on Mass Health and the reasons why. Uh, and I understand the recouping. Uh, you know, sure. somebody's, uh, uh, you know, wealthy and on Mass Health fraudulently, you know, that that's an area they can go after. That's not the purpose, I don't think. I think the purpose uh, is I, when the state runs out of money, this is a way in anticipation of revenue to borrow. How, how can and they claim they need the money that bad that they have to do this when they're giving um, debit cards out, they're giving cash out there? You can there's there's illegal immigrants staying in expensive hotels in Boston that are getting Spinoli's catering three meals a day. Um, no kidding. I mean, I, I'm hearing twenty uh, something dollars for breakfast. Twenty. I had just finished shopping. I spent twenty five dollars for my week of groceries. I can't remember the last time I spent twenty dollars for breakfast. You can get a great breakfast for <laughs> for two thirds of that. Yeah, and then for supper, uh, a family of four gets seventy two dollars. 
every single day. Must be nice. Not just once a week, every single day. So the Democrats you know, are so, not only taking care of the needy, but the wanty. Yeah, the, the drain on the system financially now is humongous. And uh, Montigny talked about it, too. And this thing's all this is going to hit the fans sometime in August. So, you know, get ready because yeah. the whole change is going to occur. So I, I and, think, uh, uh, well, let me just, getting back to your point about the your your, your home and, and the liens and all that, I, I think you'll see a, a um, you know, it's a cat and mouse game, right? So a lot of homes, I think, would, would go into a, create a trust and separate your entity from the trust. And, and now you're a renter to your own home. I mean, there's going to be a lot of maneuvers that can be done. Oh, absolutely. And, and there's people that are all over that. Um, and uh, that, that that's one issue, but this is a new issue. That That's the one I'm trying to highlight. <clears throat> so before you rack up a lot of bills, if you're like a, a cancer patient or an elderly person who doesn't work anymore and has these, you know, these, you know, you're, you're coming up against a storm of, of medical bills, uh, it, you know, <laughs> start an LLC, put it, put your home in that trust, and now you're legally separate. So how can they go after something that is not you? I mean, that, that's yeah. what I would say. <laughs> Talk yeah. to somebody like Rick Bennett or some some prominent uh, real estate lawyer around here. And the majority of Medicare expenditures are done to people after the age of 65. This is when we start to disintegrate. This is when we need more care. And uh, that's where the numbers start increasing. Yep. Unbelievable. Yeah. And yeah. Um, look, the, you're giving yeah, away. You can't give away enough money to, to a certain demographics. And then you, you're looking to get every dime back from the people who actually belong here. It's crazy what we're yeah. seeing. This is another one. You know, as we know, in May and June, the cherry sheet comes in. That's the state reimbursement to the cities and towns throughout the Commonwealth. Right. And um, I will bet you, because they've already figured it out, they told us already that New Bedford is going to lose between 8 and $10 million. And what the state is going to do is they're going to reduce the local aid by almost precisely that amount. And that would force the mayor to increase and have the authority to increase, which they just gave him, uh, to uh, raise revenue through excise tax, meals tax, et cetera. But let's just talk uh, about that figure, $8 million. So we, we just went over this in, during Brian's show. You, you're you're going to lose, uh, there's, I think, 298 uh, students in the system right now from New Bedford who aren't in the public schools but are in either charter schools or homeschooled. <laughs> That's about $4 million less that the school's going to have to spend on these kids. Yeah, and, and normally it would come out of the regular school department budget. Right. And and that, that hurts all the other students that are in the regular. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, if there's 25 kids in a school class, you know, the, the, if you do the math, it's about $400,000 the cost of the school class for the year. That's about, you know, $2,200, $2,400 bucks a day or something. The, the teacher... What does a teacher get of that? Three hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. Yeah. I mean, it's, where's all this money going? Yeah, I mean, it, it, we're at a, a point where things are about to break even further, and uh, I think you know the local aid piece is something we all should watch. I think we should put our state representatives on 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 the hot seat and ask the governor to freeze where our local aid was last time round. So not this, not this group back. of elected, Tom. Not this group. They're well, they, they look. They're going to look. If you hold the feet to the to the fire, you know when it does happen, then you say, "Why didn't she do that?" You know, and uh, expose it a little bit. If they froze local aid where we were last uh, award uh, back in May and June, uh, we'd be better off in the long term 
and then that trigger that would allow the mayor to raise money for excise tax wouldn't be in play. Uh, and then they'd be forced to cut at the state level. But it doesn't happen that way. It always comes down to the local level. This has happened. Yeah. And they're probing. They're finding. They're trying to find way. alternative ways to get around Prop 2.5 and, a half and yeah, uh, the metal. Yep. It's, uh, it, it's a firewall for the taxpayers that is going to fall eventually because Massachusetts, again, this is a place that comes up with the policies and then tries to figure out how to pay for them once they're in place. Yeah, yeah, that's the new administrative policy that they come up with. Can tell yeah. Me yeah. Anyway, all right. You have a great day. Great call. That's a great topic. Thanks. Yeah. All right, uh, Tom Kennedy always comes up with, um, you know, observations as his um, former position as a city councilor. He's, you know, I, I think been pretty fiscally aware of a lot of things that a lot of people maybe just don't pay attention to. Um, unfortunately. But, you know, this Governor Healy is a financial train wreck to the taxpayers, all right? She, she just is. And this, this, I mean, so now they're going to tax, New York and Boston are looking to tax people through fees, uh, congestion fees. So if you drive in Boston, uh, for example, at a particular time and things are congested, there's going to be uh, fines given to you. They're trying to steer people into public transportation. So they're trying to steer people into the MBTA who's always running behind or broken or there's some problem or there's some crime. I mean, people don't want to be on that train like like maybe they, they would have thought about um, this as a transportation mode maybe 10 years ago. But there's so many problems every day in the news. People getting attacked. Um, you know, the red line's broken. The green line, you're always reading, you're always... Watching TV, the news in the morning is always delays. There's always a, you know, now you're going to have to jump on a bus. You're going to be an hour and a half late. You look terrible to your employer by trusting public transportation. And we'll be a, a part of all this soon <laughs> because uh, obviously the, the rail is finally coming down to the South Coast. Uh, 508-996-0500, that's how you get on. So uh, President Biden's brother, Jim, was under oath and admitted that uh, $40,000 in 2017 went to Vice President Joe Biden from China. Remember Joe Biden now on the debate floor with Donald Trump? I never took a dime. There's a crack in the dam. This is just the beginning. 40000 I've always had a problem with the, the actions in Ukraine, right? That $5 million, $5 million to both Hunter and Joe. The big guy. By the way, Hunter Biden admitted the big guy is Joe Biden. Something that Democrats said, no way of knowing that. We don't think. Could be anybody. You don't know anything. He didn't prove anything. There's no proof. Well, now there's proof of a small item that will probably be pried open to a much larger problem. And that tells me that the people protecting Joe Biden maybe want to go in another direction in November. That, that's just my, uh, my theory. Hi, Collie. You're next. Hi, how are you, Ken? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, see, what happened with the rail is, like, if you work in Boston and you're in the trades, we start at 6. Yep, right? I did it. You're not even going to run the train. You'd be late. See, like, they told us in the union, right, you take the train, you get a, a small window, right? But the train don't leave early enough anyways. They don't want the stuff to work yet. They don't want it to work. If you're... I'm not from New Bedford, right? 
I live in Middleborough. We have the train forever. Yeah. What am I? How am I going to take the train? What show up at nine? You know, <laughs> you got, the that's that's the first early break. Early in the morning. Early in the morning, you go out on twenty four, five o'clock in the morning, right? You're going to see people. I don't have to bring my tools. I'm an electrician. Everything's on the job, right? Same thing with every other trade. All I need is my hand tools. And we we commute. Sometimes guys commute, right? Yeah. Oh, me. But it, it like it's like the train. They don't want that thing to work. They could fill that thing in the morning if they wanted to run it. You'd have to leave New Bedford at 430. These dudes leave at 4 o'clock. I remember. So I grew up yeah, in Brockton. In the I grew up in Brockton, and when I was in the the union yeah. labor, the, the the laborers union, you know, we would have to get the to the Braintree split before six a.m. or else you'd be stuck. And you know, you start oh, at seven. As, at, huh? Yeah, don't try it at six. I know. There, we start at six. You can't get to the split at six. No, no I, I was doing Boston Herald <laughs> Radio, and you got to get to that that split by what four thirty, five o'clock, or, or else you're going to be stuck oh, again. Yeah. No, we fly through there. I'd rather be. I'd rather be 20 minutes early and finish my coffee Absolutely. than try to sit there. And then, you know, there's no way. But this train shit, right, it ain't going to fly because you'd have, to, you'd have to have at least one train split from Fall River, New Bedford, come up through Freetown and all, you know, and pick everybody up, right? And yep. then they'd have to have that train would have to leave exactly at 2.15, Otherwise, we ain't gonna take it. Well, don't forget right, so. it. They're saying it's a seventy-minute trip to Boston from here. That's, I mean, that's never going to be the case. Seventy minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, but that's yeah, that on, was the man. sale. That's what they're selling. <laughs> oh yeah, but I didn't buy it. No, I, I didn't. Voted against it. They have to build in Middleborough. It's like everything is rural out here, but we need a certain amount of MDT housing. But can you imagine? Right, you, you, so, so you have a vehicle. Sometimes you guys, right? You know, you, you sometimes you show up at the shop and, and leave in the company truck. Sometimes you show up at the job site with your own vehicle, right? Now you could you could be fined, even though you're paying excise tax, even though you're paying gasoline tax for the roads, for the upkeep of the state. You could be fined for your vehicle being in the wrong place at the wrong time. If these people and it's coming, apparently it's, it's it, they're they're going to do it no matter what. They're going to punish people for showing up to work or, or engaging the city. Oh, absolutely. But the thing the thing is with the excise tax, Haley's got it now. It's up to the town. Yeah, right. Because right, so she like wants to be able to say she cut like, taxes. Yeah, man. Right, the town. Like I got a pickup truck, and then I got like a Jeep Patriot, like a commuter, right? Mm-hmm. So I got two rigs. I'm only one dude. They don't even like that. I got a boat. They don't like that either. You know what I mean? Well, They're just going to keep raping you until you leave the state. And that's why people are leaving the state. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I own my house, not the bank. Right? Everybody thinks that's happy, happy, joy, joy. Till your taxes, right? And you got to pay for everything. Right? I don't have a mortgage, but it still sucks away your money, believe it. Oh, yeah. No, it's not, it's not free so, once the house is paid for. I, I get it. I get it. Oh, yeah, but the thing is, man, this train, right? I wish that, I wish they'd, like, try to, like, make money with it. 
You know, it's they're not. It's not. You know, it's not capitalism. Like if I own the train, I'd want to make money, right? They don't want to make no money. No, they know they it's a negative. They know it's, it. Yeah, they know it's going to be a net negative. They going into it. They're already losing money. Yeah, they lost. They lose money every day. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just. I mean, the train shit. It's just. It's terrible. Well, I don't know about this new general manager, but uh, traditionally the MBTA has been run by awful hacks and not capable people. It's it's one of the worst run organizations. Even the general manager, what's he going to do? Unless he's going to run that train out of, you know, South Coast, right, up from where the majority of the construction labor comes from, I'll have you know. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, you either run it or you don't. I mean, that's it. I mean, I don't, I mean, Ken, man, I don't mean to yap your rear off. It's just these people. That's why when I catch you on Saturday mornings, you get me all fired up and I'm going to see my grandkids. So I'm like, I got to wind it down. But listen, brother, uh, right on front with you, man. Oh, good call. Thanks for it. I'm, I'm glad you shared your um, experience. Uh, appreciate it. Have a great day and enjoy your grandkids. All right. Take care. All right. 508 Oh, 500, um, they, they need much more money and it's because of their own policies and they don't care how they get it from you. They're just going to see when you say no, they're going to squeeze until you say no and not before. This is what, and they, there used to be a time when people would say, I'm not a liberal. Like it was a bad word still is for me, but now they're proud liberals. Then they were reluctant to call themselves socialists. Now more and more adamant about social programs. And yeah, I guess that makes me a socialist. They're, they come out. And I, I don't see, I don't have a problem. I don't see where, where there's a difference. I, I, they're kind of Marxists. And when you look at the way that you're treated when you buck the agenda, when you, um, you're forced the, these far left radicals, they forced you to to say that you believe something that isn't true or, or you're canceled or punished if you use the wrong pronouns. It, 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 you're violent. Uh, if, if a man decides to be uh, considered a woman, if you say, sir, you've you're, you've committed violence on them. That's what they'll tell you. It, you probably already heard it, but um, you're forced to say you believe something that you don't believe. And otherwise, you're canceled. You're, you're, there's, there's consequences. Your job, a, a lot of things. So, you know, radical leftists are bringing us to ruin. Um, not That's a social issue. I'm talking about financial right now, but it is, um, it's no small matter. And that's why people, as they get older, become more conservative because they understand yeah, when I was younger, these ideas sounded great, you know, help everybody. But now you're paying for yourself and you realize not just the corruption, not just the squandering of money. And the Republicans have their own issues, right? I mean, they, they find ways to stop millionaires from paying more. And the Democrats want to add to the list of people that need their help. Because then they're necessary. Then you have to vote for them. This is what we're seeing. They're bringing in all kinds of people from around the world. 
and welcoming them, welcoming illegal immigrants. I mean, fin- funding them down south of the border, down in Venezuela. We know, like the United States is financing some of the transportation. We found out the UN is giving out uh, debit cards to get the provisions to make the trek. And then when you get here, you get to pay five thousand dollars to the drug cartels to get through. You either pay it then, or you pay it one way or another while you're up here. And if you don't, then they let you know exactly where your family lives down south of the border. And they keep tabs on you when you're here. So it's $5,000 times how many people cross. But we're also looking at military-aged males, a disproportionate amount of military-aged males coming from hostile countries like, like Russia, like Afghanistan, like Iran, and different in China. Tens of thousands. Don't tell me some of them aren't here waiting for marching orders. You'd be naive. I don't, I don't believe you believe that. And it was all under control only four years ago. By comparison, I shouldn't say all under control. Uh, you know, people, oh, he never built the wall. He was a fool. He built 550 miles of it. And Joe Biden sold... Many, many miles of materials for pennies on the dollar. Now he's buying it back for retail. That's the kind of thinking that goes on today. We'll take a break. We'll come back. I'd love to hear from you. 508 996 0500. You're listening to the Ken Pittman Show on AM 1420 and 99.5 FM WBSM. WBSM, New Bedford. The universal outcome of a far-left regime, Marxism, social, whatever you want to call it, is ruling class, working class. And eventually the ruling class fears, the working class fears the ruling class. Don't stand up to it. Don't stand up to any, I mean... 
Russia is an interesting example. Uh, you know, they still have the tyranny of the Soviet Union, and they pretend to be pure capitalist, but it really, you know, everything is run through Putin. And the guy who exposed his mega mansions and mega yachts and all the stuff, I mean, he was murdered in jail. And everybody who showed up to the funeral um, did so knowing that they'll likely be targeted. And Putin now threatening nuclear war if NATO has troops in Ukraine to stop his advancement. And like we feared earlier uh, when this war started, countries like Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania are at risk right now. Belarus is right on the border. That's a Russian ally. This could blow out of proportion. This was not the case. This was not the case. Now, um, you know, Joe Biden... You could make the argument, this guy's responsible for a lot of the problems here. Um, not to excuse Putin because he's a bad guy, he's a war criminal, he's a psychopath. Basically, a KGB killer who now runs things. In Russia, the Cossacks are still active. And the media can't be frank. Uh, the last few reporters that were frank about how things were in Russia, ended up uh, deciding to jump off of balconies, we're told. Of course, they were thrown off. But the reverberation effect is that you don't see outspoken frank reporting anymore over there. We're back to TASS and Pravda, the propaganda newspapers. And the justification will only worsen because now they're at war and Putin can now, I think more brazenly than before, even just do what he wants. I mean, he just, he just killed a, a political opposition member. Navalny was nothing more than a guy who pointed to the smash and grab of Putin. I mean, it's not that far from here. We, where we are now, and people don't want to question their political heroes. People, there's, there's some Trump people. Look, I, I voted for Trump. I'm not, you got to question them sometimes. Some people, I get, I get yelled at if I bring up anything negative about them. They're just, they're so vigilant. I don't worry about it. I'm not a loyal, I'm, I don't have political heroes anymore. If I'm being honest, the last political hero I had died in 2020, Mr. Rush Limbaugh, I think was one of the great minds of our time politically. They tried to paint him as a racist. He wasn't a racist. That's, the, that's you know, I think people are at least to their credit now understanding sometimes it's just thrown out there. He's a racist. Oh, well, you can't listen to him anymore. Although... They had no trouble listening to Joe Biden, who was at one point a proud, loud segregationist from Delaware. Both Barack Obama, Hillary, uh, all three, right? Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, all fond of Robert Byrd, the 
the senator from, uh, was it Virginia or West Virginia, but KKK member. He said he was sorry. Would that fly today? Maybe. Because people just, well, they're so far above us, they have their reasons for accepting him. That's how they think about their political leaders. So why question it? John Kerry, you, you want to know what he really thinks about you, just follow him. When he was a senator, my God, the things he did, he, he removed a fire hydrant from in front of his home on Beacon Hill. And you know where he had it put? He had it put right in front of his next door neighbor's house so that he could park his car there legally. And she now could no longer do that. That's, that's, that's what he thinks of you. A tree is known by its fruit, right? He used to, he used to just show up in, in, uh, unannounced in airports, flights fully booked, and somebody would get bounced so that he could go home to Boston. Senatorial business. Thanks for calling. You're next. Good morning, Ken. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not bad. I was listening to Brian Thomas in his first hour, mm -hmm. and he was saying that the state under Maura Healy wants to take money out of Medicaid, the state program, and divert funds from there to help the illegal aliens get the affordable housing. Well, Did she's you hear gonna, about that one, Ken. I, you know, I'm not the specifics, but she was going to steer money out of Medicaid to housing. I, I don't think that's legal. Maybe she's trying to make it legal, but I know she needs the money uh, desperately because her policies created this this incredible catastrophe economically for her. Yeah, and I was listening to uh, Tim Weisberg on Friday in his morning show, and he says here in the city of New Bedford, uh, they want to build five thousand five hundred new affordable housing units. In our city, and our city is number four in the state with the most um, uh, uh, government-subsidized housing, according to a Max uh, Massachusetts Executive Office of Housing and Livable Communities. Currently, we have, according to their figures, 5,169, and the mayor wants to build another 5,500. I wonder if there's a correlation between Maura Healy uh, trying to take well, money out of Medicaid to build a housing here. Don't forget, don't forget, whoever builds those houses, they only have to do the Section 8 housing for X amount of years before they start making great profit on those housing units. I, I, this would happen if the jobs were here. People would be moving down here for that. Instead, they're just going to build the houses and, and expect them to be Section 8 housing, low-income, needy people. That's, that's the plan. That's an awful plan, but somebody always makes money on these things. And so, you know, if you follow that money... Down the road, you'll see that the same people involved, the same people making the decisions. So that, that's it, they're tied. And and New Bedford is uh, number thirteenth in the state with the most unemployment. Number ten on the list in the state of Massachusetts, the the number ten of the poorest cities in the Commonwealth. And, uh, and I don't know if you've been noticing, Ken, but uh, uh, more and more storage housing units, and especially in these old mills, creeping up everywhere. It's the mayor anticipating many people are going to be thrown out. And all their belongings are going to be going in there? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, I mean, I, it's I, ominous. I thought, um, I thought it was very difficult to get evicted these days. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, these are just things I'm noticing, and uh, we have no jobs. And like I told Tim, we need jobs to help people get out of poverty, you know, so they can buy a house and pay their bills. But just building all of these housing units and uh, all of these uh, programs to legal aliens. But if you look at the upper funds... We were told that you couldn't use those funds to uh, help the, the homeowner reduce the property taxes. But yet, if Maura Healy wants to do this, 
take money out of Medicaid, a state health program, and do that. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be very you? curious. People are saying Gavin Newsom, Gavin Newsom will be on the ticket, not Joe Biden. Um, it's going to be very curious this summer. I think I think they figured some at least five to seven million illegal immigrants ended up in California, and you have an already overused water supply in California. Now, if 7 million more people are tapping into the same reservoirs, what happens when you're out of water, right? That, that is going to be an incredibly chaotic problem for California this summer. Well, and it's I, not only that for the country, too, if you don't have enough water for the livestock and yeah. uh, for growing the crops, because a lot of it... Uh, Consumed in a in a country from California, oh, Florida, uh, Midwest. Yeah, this uh, San uh, Joaquin Valley. Uh, some of the best fertile uh, acreage, uh, millions of it uh, in California. And uh, remember, President Obama had it all shut down to save the Delta smelt, and so farmers were ruined. Crops were ruined when they shut off the spigot so that they couldn't grow anything. And, and we were forced. Okay, and and this was President Obama saying we were going to help out other countries, buy more from other countries. We were forced to buy produce from other nations that we normally grow, and had to spend more on food. And it, it's crazy. Some of the it's things. Crazy. That, yeah. Yeah. You know something, Ken? Let me just tell you. you know how uh, Gavin Newsom accumulated a lot of wealth? You know we invested primarily. I don't. Yeah, oil, the oil companies and natural gas, liquefied sure. natural gas, and this guy's parading around for global warming and you know. Uh, carbon footprint and this guy made his fortune and uh, got rich off of uh petrol so well, another liar no joe so biden just, joe biden right he's here in america as vice president we we can't be fracking we can't be going after natural gas we got to shut it down on public grounds we can't be doing this we have to be more responsible with our climate our carbon footprint he goes over to ukraine and he's lecturing the government to let his son hunter's corporation burisma holdings they're energy companies. You got to let these guys frack. You got to let them go get that energy. What's wrong with you? Right. Same thing with John Kerry. Yeah. I gotta. I gotta go for a commercial break. Uh, news break. We'll be back. You are listening to the Ken Pittman Show on AM fourteen twenty WBSM. More to come. WBSM and W258DR, New Bedford, a Town Square media station.